0: here tonight I want to make a couple of just quick comments and announcements before we go further Um, first of all you most of you I think all of you probably know about a month ago or so I messed up my knee pretty badly and I know a lot of you've asked about it Um, so the initial uh... Consultation with the doctor. He said, "I'm I'm very sure that you have a meniscus tear, and that kind of thing requires surgery." Um, he said, "We'll do an MRI to confirm that." Um, and so I did the MRI last week. He called me with the results yesterday. Thankfully, there is no tear. Nothing that was shown that was torn that will require surgery. So I'm happy about that. I'm thankful. Thankful to the Lord, and thank you for praying for this old knee. (laughs) Amen. Um, Secondly, winter is here. I don't know where it is on the calendar, but I know where it is outside. (laughs) Um, If you hadn't seen my announcement today, um, just uh, this evening I put a post, and I trust that those that are watching online uh hopefully have seen that as well um i've been wondering if and when we might have the opportunity to address this just a little bit you live in yakima like i do and we get snow we get a lot of snow sometimes we get a little bit of snow sometimes and we get ice and we get we get winter weather and i'm thankful for that because it's nice in its season it can be um the the message that I sent out, and so I'm trusting there are also some people here, not here, but online, that saw the message. Um, I don't want anyone to ever feel pressure to do anything more than what they're comfortable doing when it relates to if you are going to come to church in the church building on a Tuesday night on a Saturday morning on a Sunday or any other time Um, hopefully you have never felt that pressure before and um, I don't want it to be an issue for us amen I want you to do what you feel peace with doing do what you feel is the smart decision for yourself and for your family and I would go as far as to say if there's more than one of you in your household I don't want it to be an issue between the two of you or the multiples of you if you've got a big family um, be here if you can be here don't feel pressure if you cannot be here that's really the message that I want everybody to feel and especially just knowing we're here at the start of winter and uh, if the Lord does what he's done before, there probably will be more winter weather in our future, amen? So on a Tuesday, if you wake up Tuesday morning and you see snow, you start praying about what you're going to do that day, <laughs> all right? See, I, I, you, would, you would take a great deal of pressure off of me if I don't feel like you are pressuring yourself to be at church. In the building here, you understand that. Now, if it's bad, really bad, and I feel like we need to, we'll adjust and ask people to stay home. Uh, but if we are able to, we'll be here when we can, and uh, I'll try to my best to keep communicating that as needed. Amen. I appreciate you all. Appreciate those that are here, and I appreciate those that are not here. And exercising what they feel is right for them. Amen. The will of God is not confined to a room. And the, the word and the message of God is not confined to this building. Especially not uh, since we have the technology that we have. It's It can be useful for things like this. And winter is not the only time. There's times people are sick. There's times people are out of town. There's times people have other commitments, other things that they've got to do, and now as your elder, I can tell you that is not an excuse for you to miss, <laughs> because we have archives, and we have live streams, and we have podcasts, and we have all of those things available and accessible, and I know if somebody's already thinking it, it's not the same, I didn't say it's the same, but it is the ministry of God that we all want to be available to receive from. Amen. Amen. Why don't we pray just one more time. Lord, I thank you for your presence that we feel here tonight. I'm thankful, God, for the ways that you're moving among us. I'm thankful, Lord, for the lives that you are reaching through us, including our own, God. I'm thankful for all the ministry, God, that you are... Allowing to take place, God, in us and through us and for us. God, we receive of it tonight, Lord. It's our desire to be ministered to by you, God, so that we can be used by you to minister. In the name of Jesus, Lord, continue to move in our lives. Continue to work in our lives, O oh God. Hallelujah amen hallelujah i'm going to ask for the heart to come at this time and take a little bit of time and share what he's got from the lord
1: amen thank you for balancing it out over there on the left side <laughs> good to see you all here tonight um, sliding into church <laughs> Braving the the little bit of weather, I I don't really know how to explain exactly what I feel, but I it's the only way I can think is more than more so than feeling a a word. Uh, I feel like I more just feel a burden, and there's some some words attached with that, but. More than any specific words that I've felt i've as I've said, I've just felt a burden and a a draw of the Lord, and so I'm just gonna say that uh, See what the Lord will will do. Uh, if you'll turn with me to Exodus chapter three. thankful for the presence of the Lord we feel here tonight where two or three gathered together we know he's he's there in our midst I wouldn't want to be anywhere else beside in in his presence and I what I what I feel tonight is just kind of to talk a little bit about that um our response to to the presence of the Lord and His drawing of us, uh, and Phil, there's no better example than here in Exodus chapter three. And I'll just preface this and say, I about a week ago I woke up with not necessarily this verse on my mind, but I woke up with just these words on my mind: "Holy ground." And as I went into prayer. Of course, this was the story that came to my mind and in, in prayer and, and reading that morning. I read this story, and for the last week or so, the Lord's just kind of been dealing with me about it and bringing, it, bringing me back back to it. And in, in Exodus 3, verse 1, we can start with, it says that, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of the Lord, even to Horeb. Verse two says, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed I'm sure we've all heard this story in here before, probably a hundred times at least. But there's a portion here that, that the Lord's been dealing with me about. I don't know that I've seen before because Moses, he he sees this bush. He realizes, and and we've all probably heard it said before, too, that it probably wasn't the first time he saw a bush that was inflamed in, in the wilderness. And but this one he sees and something was different about it obviously it was of the Lord's doing. And verse three is what I want to draw our attention to of Moses's response, because he says, the Bible says that he said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight why the bush is not burnt. So it wasn't enough for Moses just to be going about his business and being taking care of his flock and to see this wonder and sight and and just keep moving on something gripped him I believe in his heart that said I I can't just see it and move on but I have to turn aside something something I I I do believe arrested him and verse four the Lord says that when he saw that he turned aside It's as if the Lord was waiting for this response from Moses. The Lord is is there. He appears in this bush and causes it to be on fire. And then I just see him waiting, saying, okay, what's what's Moses going to do? Is he going to be too distracted, too busy with what he's got going on? Or will he have enough time to turn aside? And he saw that That he turned aside to see. And so it was at that point that God spoke. And he called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. And he said, draw not nigh hither, but put off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. And so I believe it doesn't necessarily say it here in scripture, but I believe that Moses did that. He, he no doubt was, he was already intrigued by this, this phenomenon, this sight to turn aside and I don't know how, how close or how far away he was, but then he hears the voice of the Lord from out of it and he was approaching, we get this picture of him approaching it to see, you know, what it is that's, that's there, what is what is happening here and but there's something that i feel like the lord in this story has been showing me that when it comes to our approach to him it's it's not something that we can just take casually and just nonchalantly come and and expect everything that we ask for and and yes he's a he's a he's a god who's our friend he's a god who's ever present in our time of trouble, he's a God who he wants us to run to his throne of grace and to find mercy. But I believe that something that at least in me he's trying to renew is a, a reverence for the presence of God and a realization that what it takes sometimes is me getting to a place of, of holiness. And we, it was talked about uh, on Sunday, Elder talked about it, the, the ungodly and the, the contrast of what it looks like of the godly versus the ungodly. And I felt like as the Lord was dealing with me about that through, through that ministry that one of the things that I feel like he was just challenging me with was, you know, there's nothing that I can do to make myself holy. There's nothing that I can do to make myself godly, but that doesn't take the responsibility off of myself. Just because I can't produce it and I can't make myself holy, I still have a, a responsibility in this process of becoming holy like he is holy. I still have a responsibility of becoming godly. And that, the, I believe the biggest part of that responsibility is separating from some things. We, we know good and well what, what things are ungodly. We know good and well what things are unclean, what things are unholy. And we can say, we can say every day, all day that we desire to be holy, that we desire to be more like him. But if we don't take any action to draw closer to that place, to turn aside from some of the things that we know good and well aren't going to allow us to get any closer. Because if Moses in that moment hadn't obeyed and taken off his shoes, then I don't believe what followed, which was revelation from God, would have happened. The Lord goes on and after Moses no doubt obeys and takes off his shoes and reverences that holy ground, that holy place, the Lord then says, continues to speak and say in verse six that I am the God of thy father the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face in this place of, of, of just such glory and, and majesty. I can only imagine he, he hides his face in light of this revelation of who it is that he's speaking to. Hallelujah. He hides his face for he was afraid to look upon God. And we know the, the story. The Lord speaks to him and says, I've seen the affliction of your people, which are in Egypt, and I've heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land unto a good land. And and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey, and he goes on, and him and Moses have this dialogue, and and this is the, the same story where Moses says, "Well, who who will I tell them it is that sent me?" He's already he's already told them that he's the God of Abraham and Isaac and and Jacob, and but Moses, something in him for whatever reason is not content with just that, and so we get the we get the famous statement from the lord where he says tell them i am that i am hath sent you and they'll receive you if they don't receive you and but i feel like there's there's so much there's so much going on in this in this passage one there's there's a moses who's been set aside he's been set apart from the time that he was born of course, it gives us the understanding that God had a purpose and a plan for his life from before he was born. From the time he was formed in his mother's womb, the Lord knew him. Hallelujah. And this, this plan that, that unfolds here of delivering the children of Israel started well before the Lord even heard the, the cry of, of the people. But I, I believe that along with holiness and this call to separation that we've, been, we've already been hearing of, it's, it's not something new. Uh, I believe that along with that, there is a desire in, in the heart of the Lord to, to hear our cry, Amen. to hear us cry unto him and say, God, yeah. we can't do this on our own. Our, the taskmasters, the affliction of this life, The trials that we're facing is too much for us to to endure. And we've tried it for however many hundreds of years on our own. And enough is enough. And that's what so many times in Scripture you see the Lord respond to to that type of cry, whether it's. And as I was looking at this, I saw that there's even cases where it wasn't them crying unto him but we see in the story of Sodom and Gomorrah that the Lord heard the cry of the people. I don't believe that they were crying unto him, but there was something in their evil and then their life that was a cry that he heard and had to respond to, and it wasn't in a positive way. But he had the obligation, I believe, and the, and the duty, the responsibility as a holy God to say, okay, here's this cry that's coming up to me. It's from an unholy people, but I have a responsibility as a holy God to go and to purge some things that are there. And we know that Abraham's dialogue with the Lord in that instance of the Lord saying, man, can I do this thing without, without talking to my friend Abraham? And they're back and forth of, okay, if there's this many righteous in there, then I won't do it. And Of course, getting all the way down to the so few and realizing that there was not even that many and the Lord having to to do what he did. And there's one other place I want to look at in in Judges. It's a it's a very similar situation of where the children of Israel were in in Egypt Except now they've been delivered and they've, they've quickly forgotten uh, what it is that the Lord did for them. They've quickly forgotten that when he drew them out that he had some requirements of, of separation for them to live by and abide by. He didn't just draw them out for, for their own good and just for them to have a better life, but he drew them out for them to be drawn unto himself. And here in Judges chapter 6, we've already been through a handful of Judges, and if you read the book of Judges, it's, I, I, I think it's the, at the start of every judge that it says that the Lord was displeased or that He was angry with them, and He gave them over to the people of the land, that they would oppress them. And you see it here, Judges chapter 6, and... Verse 1 starts the same way that the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And so the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. Jump down with me to, to verse 11. The judge here in this story is, is probably one of the most, most popular of, of the judges. It's Gideon. And verse 11 says that there came an angel of the Lord, similar to Moses, angel of the Lord in the, in the bush, there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was in Orpha that pertained unto Joash, the Abizarite and his son Gideon, threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. Verse 12 says, The angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said to him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O oh my Lord, if, if the Lord be with us, watch, his, watch, you can just feel kind of the anguish of his soul. He says, If the Lord be with us, then why then is all of this befallen us? How come all this has happened to us if God is with us? If he really is with us, then we wouldn't be under the oppression of of the Midianites. Every time we we try to sow, they, they wouldn't be allowed to come and to steal our crops and to cause us to be in hunger. And he goes on and says, and this is what's so powerful to me that just, I feel like in some senses is my cry as well. He says, Where be all his miracles, which our fathers told us of saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And what I think is so interesting here is, in some sense, this statement was is correct, but it's also just as, as false because the Lord didn't forsake them because he was a you know God that just said, now yeah, I'm gonna go do something else for a while and let them just figure things out. But it was because they forsook him first because of their evil. And mo- most of the time, much of the evil of the children of Israel was was idolatry was serving other gods despite the fact that they had these stories of the miracles that God had done for them in the wilderness taking them out of Egypt they'd heard the stories of of what had been done before for their fathers but for whatever reason they were able to go and and do evil and forget the reason that God drew them out was to draw them unto himself. Unto himself. Corinthians says to come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. And he says, and I will receive you. I will receive you. There's, as I said, it's, it's more of a, a burden that I feel than it is a word. And I, I've never been good at putting things into words anyway. But I, I, I feel like that the Lord in this hour desires to, He desires to give good gifts to His children. We know that some of those gifts are the gifts of the Spirit, that we may lay hands on the sick and then recover. And I, I, I firmly believe that when we receive the Holy Ghost, that there is the, already the ability for each of the gifts of the Spirit to work in us as it's needed, as He would, as he would have and allow it. Um, somewhat of a working theology <laughs> there that the Lord is... is helping me with but because I do think that there are specific gifts to specific people as scripture talks about but at the same time we all have the same Holy Ghost and so if we're the only one in a situation where there's a need and the Holy Ghost is able to fulfill that need God doesn't have to go find someone else with a specific gift he can in that moment use you in the spirit to fulfill that need One example of this is just because someone prophesies doesn't make them a prophet. Somewhat the same thing. Just because we work a miracle doesn't necessarily mean we have the working of miracles, but that's all kind of the Bible college side of me (laughs) coming out. But I, as I said, I think the Lord desires to give good gifts to us many many of those being miracles being healing being the fivefold ministry that's sent for the edification of the church and the body and so one of the things i've i've struggled with a lot in my life in a desire for spiritual things and specifically the gifts of the spirit is is this inward battle and feeling like that it's something that I've had to earn. And of course, I know that that's, that's not the case. It's, it's, not, it's, it's a gift. It's not something that can be earned. At the same token, I feel like that it is something that we can lose the privilege of having access to and and having flow in our in our churches or in our our lives if we are not separated unto god we're vessels that the holy ghost desires to flow through and live through as as rivers of living water but if we're a vessel that's tainted and marred that's unrighteous and unholy then if i'm a righteous god i i look at it and see a dirty vessel and i If I'm God, I would think, yeah, I probably don't want to let my pure, righteous, holy spirit flow through that at this time and at this moment. I could be wrong. (laughs) Make that disclaimer. (laughs) He can still do it, and I believe he will at times, but I think he much would rather have pure vessels, pure people that aren't just as he said to the Pharisees, whitewashed sepulchers <laughs> that do put so much work into looking good on the outside and having the, the outfit and the, the religious you know, look and walk and talk that inwardly they're full of dead men's bones. Just death and no life. No love. And I, I feel the, the burden and the cry of of gideon that says where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of i've heard i've heard stories my whole life whether it be from my father or his father my grandfather's or from the ministry of that we have access to through youtube and hearing stories i i love the books by Brother Barnes, Brother T.W. Barnes, who is known to be a, a prophet. One of his, his books that Sister Re- Freeman wrote is literally called A Prophet in Our Times. And as much as it gives me faith in, in reading those things and hearing those stories, it also gives me a, a conviction and a longing, a desire of, Lord, where are those miracles where are those things? Because you're the same God today as you were back then. You're the same God today and we have the same Holy Ghost today. So what is it that I'm doing wrong in not being a pure vessel or not having the right kind of faith? And like I said, I know it's, these are not things that we can earn. But I do think that they are things that flow through pure vessels, flow through vessels of honor. I, I believe, you know, we've been doing these, some different things of, of consecration, the, the 30-day challenge that we did that I just personally... I just haven't been able to get away from and I've I've just asked the Lord Lord and this is, I say this in as much humility as possible Lord this thing was a little bit too easy <laughs> for me to give up um, and that's not to make light of any you know I know it was, it was a difficult thing but I've with multiple times in the last couple months said okay Lord what else what else can I give what else, Jesus, can I surrender to be pure, to be empty, that you can flow through? And it's kind of funny, the, the most recent thing I felt like the Lord has been dealing with me about, and I've, I've fought it a lot, because one of the, the main thing that I, I gave up during our 30-day challenge was, was just media in general, social media. Uh, YouTube, all those things, except (laughs) preachings. (laughs) Um, I'll be honest, I I can binge some preaching sometimes, (laughs) and I'm still I'm very very deliberate. Don't get me wrong, very deliberate about who and what I listen to. But most recently, I felt the Lord asking me to give that up as well for a season to give up that time. It, what, I, what I began to find and realize was I'd, I'd be spending time in prayer and, and in the word and then you know, maybe 30, 40 minutes had gone by and then my tendency would kind of become to just, okay, turn on <laughs> preaching, turn on the latest conference. And I've, in a similar way, I don't think I'm to that point of Moses yet, but in a similar way of the the burning bush. I just feel the Lord there calling and saying, is he going to turn aside? Those, those things that he's doing aren't, aren't wrong. They're not bad. They're not immoral. But is he going to turn aside to a place that it's just him and I? That it's just the two of us separated in a place where I can then bring revelation to him that's directly from me, from heaven, and not not skewed by any any conference theme or any, any preacher's just current soapbox or those things that are so easily that taint the word of God at times and cause us to receive them sometimes through the lens that they're spoken with. And so with all this, and I know I'm just kind of talking a little bit about myself tonight, but with all this, what the Lord has, I believe, spoken to me is that He is, and there's scripture for this, I won't take the time, but that He is my my teacher. On on Sunday as as Elder was speaking about godliness, I couldn't help but think of and I think you read the scripture in, in Peter that says how that there's no scripture of any private interpretation, but that the scripture was given by the inspiration of God as holy men of God spake as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. And I felt like what the Lord was doing with me about in all of this and in these things of separation is that if we desire to have a life that is holy, it. It should be pretty obvious, but we need to be fellowshipping the Holy Spirit and the Holy Bible. And I, I, I'm not sure exactly who, who gave it that title of the Holy Bible, but I think it's a good title because it is holy. It was written by holy men as they were moved on by the Holy Spirit. And so it's holy words from a holy God. And so in this pursuit that I think is not just for me, that is, I believe, for the church in this hour. Again, we cannot produce holiness in ourselves, but we can do the things, fellowship the things that are holy. Fellowship the things that are righteous and clean everything else out. Turn aside from everything else. Amen. Because I believe that we, and I didn't take the time, but in in that story of Judges with Gideon, of course the Lord does a miraculous thing and uses Gideon to, and he, he tells him it's amazing, he says, I'll use you alone. To deliver these people, and we know the story. It was Gideon didn't even have to lift a finger, but in his obedience and submission to God, and separation unto God, and his cry out to the Lord, the Lord opened up some things in the miraculous that I desire to see. And I've finished with this. We see in with the story of Moses. The Lord's coming to him to raise him up as a deliverer. And here in Judges, he's raising up Gideon as a deliverer. And I believe that in in an hour where the world needs a deliverer like never before, that just like in these cases, these examples and stories, that for that deliverer and the spirit of of the Lord that is to deliver, For that to be loosed in this hour, I believe that it it takes those who are going to be used to come to that place of separation, come to that place of holiness unto the Lord, like Moses did, like Gideon did. Again, I didn't take the time here in Gideon, but the Lord instructs him to go and to tear down some idols, to tear down some things that were built up for Baal. And in doing so, they sought to take his life. When he took a stand against those things that were idolatry, those things that he knew were not in accordance with the word of God, they sought to take his life. But because he obeyed God, because he separated himself, deliverance came. Miracles returned to those people. Amen. And I want to see some miracles today and not just hear the stories. I want my own stories of what God is going to do, not just what he did. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Brother Hart. I believe what he said. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I want you to purify me and my life, God, and my heart. God, if you find any wicked way in me, I want you to purge it. God, if you find anything that's not pleasing to you, God, or even if it's just taken up too much time, too much of my focus, Lord, I pray that you would illuminate that thing to me. God, that I would be able to become more holy, more godly, more like you and the person that you have created me to be and designed me to be. We want your Holy Spirit residing in us and acting through us, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray it tonight, God. We pray it tonight, God, in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord, I receive this tonight from you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I just shot out a message. Not for you all, for those that are watching online. I told them to be ready to make some comments, and that was their prep time. We're shifting gears a little bit. We're about to go hybrid. That's the term I felt. Hybrid means a mixture of this and this. Well, we got in person and we got online. So if you're watching online, you're part of the hybrid session right now. The comments that I want you to be thinking about and making here shortly is some things that you are thankful for. I told you we were shifting gears a little bit. I, many of you, most of you, I might not see again before Thanksgiving Day. And I realize that is just a day on the calendar, and we are thankful all the time. But I don't know that we express it all the time as much as we are actually thankful. I don't know that we express it to that degree. And sometimes it's good for you to stop and make yourself. Um, think about and then express what you're thankful for. I was talking to a coworker today, and uh, she has a family member getting ready to do a, a wedding soon. and um, she said, "She doesn't want anybody there at the wedding." I thought, well, okay, we don't have to go into all that. People have their reasons for wanting things, and they're valid oftentimes. I said, but have you, did, maybe you should suggest to her do a do a type of just a, a, s- a totally separate event, informal, no stress, but a reception or something to that effect because what it would do is give everyone an opportunity to express their love and their appreciation for the individuals. And whether they do that or not, that's up to them as well, but... My, my point is, you oftentimes want to be able to express things, and sometimes you, you, you don't even realize that you didn't take the time or the opportunity to express it until it's past you. And then you think, oh, I wish I would have said this. I should have said that. I'm not going to take the time to go around the room and tell you all individually right now but as I'm talking, I'm, I am wanting you to be thinking of some things if you're here, because I'm going to give you an opportunity to share it. And and by that, I mean you come up here and you talk. Brother Manuel, go ahead. Hang on, you've got to get in this microphone so our hybrid class can hear you
2: online. Love you, Brother Manuel. Yes, Thank you. Uh, I just, you know, what you were saying, oh my God, uh, uh, you said that you want to see a miracle, Well, I tell you what, you are seeing miracles. We were all in Egypt at one time. We were, I mean, slaves to drugs, alcohol, you know, the sin of the world. That's that's where we were, and and guess what? The Lord went and pulled us out, Hallelujah. and uh, and I mean, some of us were more in there, some of us less, but we were all slaves to. To the sin, to the world, but God came, and I thank God so much that He came, and and mighty man. Well, wait a minute, uh, me? I'm a sinner. I'm this, that, that, that. I'm doing all this. Me? How come not one one of my brothers? I mean, they haven't done as much as I've done. Why me? No, I, I want you, and you, 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 and and. That's why we need to thank God so much every day that he brought us out of that that mess that we were in, that we were, I mean, I know, I don't know, I remember back, I try not to, but I remember how the devil had, had his hand on me and how the Lord came. He came one day in a cloud. He told me, I'm choosing you. I said, but Lord, I got my guns in my hand. I'm going to kill the pastors. No, I'm choosing you. You, I'm going to use you. Just like Moses was a burning bush. I turned around to look at the cloud, and that's where he was. I was so high on drugs and alcohol, and then all of a sudden just boom, all gone. Just all of a sudden. Now tell me that's not a miracle. (laughs) And you're seeing that miracle right now here. Yeah, and I know each one of us can give a testimony of how God pulled us out of where we were, where we thought that, you know, i got to get used to this. This is where I'm going to live all my life. But I thank God so much that he came and that he pulled me out and all of you out. So you are seeing miracles. You don't need anybody to tell you. You are seeing the miracles here. The miracles are here. But we are going to see more. I know we are. But right now, you are seeing the miracles that God has done. And I know those people online, too, a lot of them could say, yeah, me, I was, I was taken out of Egypt. The Lord had to put, and it had to be God, because there was no way I could change myself. There was no way. But I just thanked him so much, changed our marriage. We were about to get a divorce. You go your way, I'll go my way. And then God just, boom, changed it around. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a big miracle there. <laughs> but, but thank you, Lord, and I thank you all for giving me the opportunity to speak. Thank you, Pastor.
0: Amen. Brother Vance is going to be up next, but I got a, a message I wanted to share with you from Brother Clyde, who's watching. And he said, I'm thankful for the time that I got with my mom. Yeah. If you remember, his mother passed away a couple of weeks ago. And that is so powerful, it is so true. He's not out there hating God for taking away his mother. He's being thankful for the time that he got with her on this side of heaven, Brother Clyde. Amen. Brother Van? Oh,
3: oh. There was a, I read this... Uh, I believe the things these uh, um, they're like the promise things, and there's a verse in there and it's been running around in my spirit all day long. It's uh, verse 18 in uh, Isaiah chapter 30 and therefore will the Lord wait that he may be gracious unto you, therefore will he be exalted that he may have mercy upon you, for the Lord is a God of just judgment. Blessed are all they that wait for him. Now the, the, the promise box said it in the New King James Version. says, God longs to be gracious to you, to rise to show you compassion. For our God is a God of justice. And blessed are, are all that wait for him. So in this season, it's, it's busy, and we're rushing here and there, and, but God said, wait, wait, hey, hey, I want to show you some, I want to show you some compassion. I want to show you what I want to do in your life. Won't you take a, a moment here? I want to yeah, just take a moment, take a break, stay a little while in my presence, and, um, and you will see the blessing. You will see the blessedness and that. The Lord, sometimes we're, we're entertained with so much things, so much stuff. And the Lord said, hey, hey, hey. Look, look to me like Brother was saying, turn aside. I'm longing to have fellowship with you. Don't you want to have fellowship with me? That's all gone. I'm thankful that for his compassion and his Is um direct grace that he has put up with me man the lord is i was in that prayer room and that scripture is rolling over and has a whole heart i repent of not waiting for you and not receiving the blessing that is in in the presence of you god bless you all
0: i'm thankful for a compassionate god as well long-suffering amen I'm thankful for my wife and for my children. Amen. I definitely am. Seventeen years that my wife and I have been married, and uh, every year it sounds a little more. <laughs> but I'm thankful because of all that the Lord has done, and all of, it doesn't seem possible. But. Um, I tell everybody, my daughter's 15, my oldest, so I've been married at least that long. <laughs> 17 years, and I'm thankful for all of it and what the Lord has done and continues to do. Amen. Who else would like to share at this time? Brother Jared.
4: Praise the Lord. Real quick, I'm um, thankful for my beautiful wife. Um, thankful for my family. Thankful for every single one of you um, coming to UG. You know, I've always felt like you guys welcomed me in. It was not 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 a skip beat. You know, just thankful for the love that I feel here, and I'm so thankful to be a part of Life Church and, and Life Church UG. And you know, one of the things that sitting there, I'm, I'm also thankful for. Uh, a sound mind you know I'm so thankful for a sound mind working and I I talk to so many people throughout the day and you know some people are going through some tough situations and I'm like Lord you know I thank you for being a provider I thank you for being there for myself and my wife and just making ways and opening doors and and I'm just so thankful for uh, a sound mind and his peace and just Walking in, in his peace, and, and I'm thankful for his love, and, and I'm thankful for every single one of
0: you. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Amen to that. Double. Double for me. Not that I'm more sound than him, I'm, think, I'm extra thankful. <laughs> Amen. Anyone else want to share? Sister Escobar. I'm thankful for you while you're walking up here.
5: Praise the Lord. First, I want to say thank you, Jesus, because he gave us another day, another Amen. day to be here, another night. I just want to give thanks to God for what he's doing, done, and what's about to do. I want to thank God for all this year, what he's been, with all this was going through, but he's still with us, guiding us, directing us, healing us, and doing all that he promised to us. But he wants us to continue seeking him in the midst of the storm. We continue. He's still there. He's the same yesterday and today, forever. And like Brother said, yes, if we, he's here. He hasn't left us. He's here, but we got to continue in the butch. He, yeah, he turned on to hear. We need to hear the work and obey it so we can continue going forward. And there's another year coming. We don't know what's in front of next year, but we need to be strong in the walk with God and give Him thanks for this time. Thank you, God, for. Blessing us, guiding us, directing us, and for the word that's coming front to us to have ears to hear and to obey and put action in it. I thank God for all of you, and I'm praying for all of you, and I pray, God, that you could forgive us for everything we've done unto you all, and we forgive you all, and I love you all, and continue, let's go forward and let all let us plant the seed to the little ones to worship, to praise. That's the other generation this coming year, that we can come with the little ones to praise and worship because right now they need to hear the word of God. And there's the next second generation for my grandchildren. They're lost. This is the generation that's coming from here for them. And I'm praying that this, this coming year, this coming in 2023, that we can have a revival of youth, of little children to come. We need to see little ones praising, worship. For my grandkids are lost. They're going to be the generation of us to go and take the kids' word. Let's be that generation. Let's go forward. I give thanks to God for this year. The healings that he has done for me and my husband through this year. The healings of everything. Sometimes we, we come here, but you don't know who I'm going through my body. But when you see me worship and praise, that's my healing. And I'm healed through him. And I give thanks to God for everything in Jesus' name for this time. Have a very blessed Thanksgiving. And don't forget, pray in the family. Give the word to your lost ones. Right there in the midst of this. When you're gonna eat, pray, praise and worship. Don't be embarrassed. Don't squish the spirit. Let the spirit come up. Let us worship and praise. Yes, <speaking Spanish> give me some revival. Let us see. There's a death generation. We need to wake up and smell that God wants to wake up this generation to come. Yes, we're home. Turn everything. Put the music. Put the music. We don't need TV. We don't need nothing else. We need the word of God in our homes. I'm going to tell you, in my home, before we come, you see me praising. I already had church. Tonight I already had church. Before I come here, I want the lost. They're coming in here to feel presence, to feel so they can be sent free of the chains, chains to be broken. Let's see that to come. That's going to be a revival. That's what we need. That's what we need. Yes, in Jesus' name. Pray for all of you. God bless you.
0: Amen. Thank you, Sister Escobar. While the thanks are still coming in, I'm going to tell you another one. I'm thankful for the diversity in the body of Christ, in the church universal, and, and especially in this congregation. I'm thankful for it. Uh, I was just remembering... Uh, this I I had somebody tell me something the other day and I I hope you don't take offense to this but this is just the way they said it she said well that's just how we are because we're Mexican and you you don't know about Mexicans but we do this this way and I thought well ma'am I know a lot about Mexicans (laughs) (laughs) that's neither here nor there but you know I'm thinking about I'm thankful for this congregation because I don't this this church is just a church it's It has no other label than that it's It's the body of Christ. It doesn't have a color, it doesn't have a culture other than the culture of Jesus, which is what we want. We want everybody that is anything to be comfortable when they come into this sanctuary to f- To feel like they can come into this sanctuary, and that they are welcomed here, regardless of any thing that they might be or think that they are. But I, I just I'm I'm stopping a minute to tell you I'm thankful for that. And every now and then I think about it. But to be honest with you, I don't think about it even that often because that's just how l- low on the radar it really is. And I think that's a testament to. To all of you all and all of us in the congregation. Amen. I heard, some, I heard a preacher say one time, your church, if your church all looks the same, it's not much of a reflection of heaven. Yeah. Uh, that's true. I believe that. Anybody else want to share anything while we're here? Brother Dean? Love you, Brother Dean.
6: I guess that my list of things to be thankful for is so long that I could never get to the end of it. But I've been thinking about some different things as of late, including the fact I got to celebrate 39 years with my wife. I'm 19th. And uh, the Lord's been good. And probably one of the best gifts he ever gave me was my wife. My dear wife, I love you so much that I thank God every day for you. My wife's been a sturdy rock that kept me going all these years. I never would have thought, 1983, that I would meet that young lady, who's still young, by the way. Never thought I would meet her, never thought I'd spend 39 years with her. And God's been good, and we haven't always had, you know, perfect marriage, but God's always been there in our marriage, and she has been a rock to me, and that's probably one of the things I'm most thankful for, but it's not only that. I mean, God's been good to us as a married couple, too, and one of the things I'm very thankful for is that he led us to the baptism in Jesus' name doctrine that all my life I thought I knew what the Bible said and thought that I was doing everything that God had showed me I should do. But all the years that we went to another apostolic church we never heard about the baptism in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. And I'm not saying that we weren't serving God there because we were. We were very involved in that church. But there was always something missing in the back of my mind. And I know now that it's because God was leading us here to this doctrine. And I'm so thankful that it's not a church's doctrine. It's a Bible doctrine. And I'm, I'm actually ashamed that I never saw that doctrine in the Bible. As many times as I've read the Bible through, as much as I know about the Bible and all the verses that I know in the Bible. I'm ashamed that I did not find that doctrine sooner. But God knows, and he has his time for everything. I'm so thankful for that. Before I sit down, I want to say I'm thankful for health and strength in my body. Um, I worked 27 and half years in a factory that tore my body up. I've suffered many, many days for all the problems that it's caused in my body. But I'm so thankful that God gave me the chance to retire this year. But I'm thankful that I still have enough health and strength in my body to be able to do things. And I see that more and more. I suffer a lot with arthritis in my hands, especially. That's probably the worst. And the other day I was driving down the street thinking about all the pain that I'm having in my hands. And I saw someone walking that didn't have a hand. <laughs> I'm just thankful that I have hands. God chooses to give me arthritis in my hands. At least I have hands. And I'm so thankful for that. God's been so good to me. I'm thankful for all of you. You have been a special family to us. The way you accepted us and, and brought us to a knowledge of the truth that we never had before. I'm so thankful for all of you. that have been so good to us. And I, I just love God with all my heart.
0: Amen. Thank you, Brother Dean. You know, it's a, it, practical things are totally fine, such as extremities. I'm thankful for that. I, I There was a season in my life, every night I laid down to go to bed and I thought, I'm thankful for this bed. And I still am, I just don't say it every night <laughs> like I used to, but I'm thankful for those things. I went to Africa with my family when I was a teenager and Came home extra thankful to have a bed, and when I think about not everybody has one, you know, not everybody has all of the things that we take for granted sometimes, so it's good to stop and, and be thankful. Brother Tim? Now Brother Tim's going to go and, uh, and tell us what he's thankful for, but then he's going to share with us what comments have come in from our hybrid session, because there are some. There's some good ones. Brother Tim? Hello all. Um just,
7: I have a long list of things to be thankful for, especially from this past couple of months, you know, a new job, um, new mode of transportation. Um, but most importantly, I'm just thankful for life. I'm thankful for grace, I'm thankful for mercy, I'm thankful for just the the reconciliation of God with us, you know, our Heavenly Father. And it's most important, and most importantly, one of the biggest things I've been um, thankful for this year is comfort and the vibrance of life. Like you'll just be just in just a normal situation, right? And the spirit of God will just illuminate things around you. Like this is what I prepared for you, right? And it just really, it's just really encouraging. Uh, all the thi- when you sit back and think of all the thing, you know, things you're thankful for. And yeah, that's really what I use to go, you know? And like I said, I have a long list, but there's people in the back who have a longer list, so uh, I'm gonna go back and read them really quick. <laughs> So this, this first one's from my mother, Dora Alvarez Roa. I'm thankful for the ministry that flows from our elders and bishop. This next one is from Diana Cortez. Uh, uh, she said, thankful for each day you bless me with, fill me with more of you and less of me. Abba, Abba. Um, Papa, amen. Ruby Mays says, I'm thankful for the Lord, family, health, church, career, and my marriage. Kayla Elizabeth Mays, she said, I'm thankful for the peace of God, learning that when we let the peace of God rule in our hearts, as it says in Colossians 315, it allows us to be thankful for the body, thankful for every aspect of life, thankful that I can lean on the body and learn from every single person in every situation. Thankful that God provides opportunities to learn, opportunities to grow, and and to change. You have all taught me so much and and have helped me grow in many ways I didn't think I could. Thankful for you all, for all of you. And then Ruby tagged on to that and said, and my children too. (laughs) So I'm going to return this to Elder really quick.
0: And Sister Kayla also shared that in our WhatsApp message. And Sister Ty Lee said, You took the word straight out of my mouth. Sister Kayla, I love you all so much. Amen. My wife, she texted me. She's watching. And she said, She's thankful for time to grow. I believe that too. Amen. Amen. I believe all of this. Thank you all. We could stay here a long time, I think, thinking about what we're thankful for. Uh, if you're still here, Sister Medea, and Alberto follow you, amen. Thankful for you
8: all. I am very thankful for the word of God. I'm so thankful for Elder Flowers That I have grown, I have grown and I'm still growing, but I have grown uh, since I have been coming to this church. Um, You are a wonderful teacher of the Word of God, preacher and everything. And also, I'm very thankful for Brother Joel. Also, Brother Joel has, um, I have learned and I have grown by... um, Brother Joel and you, and of course uh, Bishop, but um, um, I just love the Word of God when you guys bring it out. You guys bring it; it's live in my mind. It's it's um, it's it's beautiful. It's just it comes alive. It comes alive. It gives me um, hunger. I think it stirs a hunger in my spirit um, every time I. Here, Elder Flower and Brother Joe bring the word to, to us. I'm very thankful to be part of this family of God.
0: Amen. Thank, you. Thank you, Sister Medea. Brother Alberto, amen. Now, if, you're, if, you're, if you happen to watch this later, you're going to have, I'm talking about everybody that's not here, you're going to have to shoot us a text in our, in our WhatsApp group. Because that's a, the open line. Brother Alberto.
9: Praise the Lord. gloria to Dios. The main thing I'm thankful for, uh, that the main thing I'm thankful for is being alive. Because as a, I was around 16, 17, and I wasn't living for the Lord. I wasn't seeking the Lord. I was just, you know, being a young teen or an older kind of teen, and um, I remember one day we went, I went with my cousins to the park, where well, it was to go swim to a river, to the Yakima River, and, um, well, we, uh, well, was, I was in the world, so I, I was, we were smoking weed, and we went swimming, and I remember that, that day, I, I got in the river, but I think I caught the current that was pretty strong. And it sent, me to, it sent me to this little deep end where there was a whirlpool. And I can remember just yelling at them, like raising my hand, like, hey, man, I'm, I'm going down. Help me. And while they're over there, like, far away, just laughing at me, thinking I'm playing around. And I was like, oh, man. And I just saw my life, like, flash. I was like, oh, man, this is it. And as, soo- as soon as I started going down, I just, something told me, pick up your left hand, so I I lifted up my left hand, and I don't know what, I believe it was God, because it rose me up, it picked me up out of that water and set me on a big boulder, and I somehow, I just pulled myself up, and I don't know how I got to that boulder, I don't know how I got out of that water, but I believe it was the hand of the Lord, and I give him thanks that I'm here today, and not just here today but having a, rela- a relationship with him and you know allowing him to work in my life and I'm thankful also for him that he united my family because uh, me and, me and my, my wife wasn't always seen eye to eye and there was a time that we almost did split up and well I just, I just thank him a lot because if it wasn't for him I don't think I'd be here and I wouldn't have the unity with my family and to be able to be um brothers and sisters with all of you guys and I thank God for that and that's what I'm thankful for.
0: Lord. Wonderful. Amen. I'm thankful for that as well. What an encouraging story. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Miracles. Praise God. Amen. Anyone else? Brother Ellie, come on up. I'm thankful for Brother Ellie. Gotta talk loud in this microphone, all right.
10: Um I'm thankful for my mom and my dad and my baby sister and for God because um if I didn't have a mom or a dad, I wouldn't have never had a room or food to eat. And I'm thankful for all you guys too and for teacher Elena and teacher Kayla for helping me learn the Bible. And I'm thankful for God for helping me. And and yeah, that's it.
0: Wonderful. <coughs> Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Sister Elena.
10: Praise the Lord. Um, I just want to say I'm thankful for, first of all, God, everything that he's blessed us with this past year, Um, my amazing husband. Um, I'm thankful for Bishop and Sister Schoonover, our elders, because they do so much for us behind the scenes that none of us ever see. And Elder Joel as well, I'm thankful for him. He's a great friend, and he's a great person I know I can go to. I'm thankful for my blended family, my mother-in-law, my mom, my brother, my other family. I'm thankful for all of you guys, my church family, because I love you guys more than you know. My littles, too. I'm thankful for everything that they learn and everything that they retain. And whether you guys see it or not, they do learn, and they do learn the Bible and I know that they pay attention, and other times they don't, but it's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just thankful for my church family, my real family, well, my biological family, <laughs> my blended family, and everything that God has
0: done. Amen. Thank you. All right. There's not many people left, so when I say anybody else, all right? Yes. All right. That's great. Sister Adriana said she's thankful that Italia was able to sleep through the service tonight. <laughs> That's awesome. Amen. Brother Hart, I better, I better get you up here. I'll be quick.
1: <laughs> I was feeling left out, so I figured I should say I'm thankful for my wife. <laughs> 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 Amen. I'm, sp- I'm speaking that in faith. I <laughs> feel like I can be thankful in advance, amen, <laughs> and it's a miracle, amen, <laughs> amen, but in all seriousness, um, I know this is the case for many, probably too, uh, but my family doesn't have, you know, family nearby, uh, and so growing up, the, the church truly has been my family, in more ways than just the spiritual sense, um, and so you you don't realize uh, how much you all mean to me, and that place that you all literally fill um, because of not having you know family that's that's here nearby that I get to see uh, on a yearly basis. Sometimes it's two, three, four years uh, between us getting to see family. So, but I'm so thankful for my immediate family as well. I know that um, the calling of God is is uh, important and there's no sacrifice that's been too much um, for this life amen for him. And so thankful for this opportunity as always to to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Love you all.
0: Amen lord i thank you for how good you are to all of us lord you are so good we could spend the rest of this night god and the rest of our lives just thanking you because of how good you are and what you've done for us and the things that you've given allowed us to partake of god and allowed us to experience i'm i'm thankful lord i'm so thankful for salvation for knowing that you are the way and the truth and the life. God, I'm so thankful for it. Jesus, I express my thanks to you right now. God, thank you for being my Savior. Thank you for being my Lord. Thank you for being all that I need. Thank you, Jesus. I'm thankful. God, I'm thankful to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you all for sharing what you did tonight. Blessed me, and I know it blessed all of us. Uh, just a couple more announcements. If you're watching online and you didn't see the beginning of, of tonight's live stream, once this is over, go back and watch the announcements at the beginning. I want to make sure you get that message as well. And... Um, there was another one i promise hmm well oh yes uh saturday morning uh, at prayer we i mentioned this just quickly over the thanksgiving holiday you're going to be with family and friends some maybe that you don't see all that often or all that frequently and s- others even if you're with them all the time you're going to have more time than usual Devoted to that time, I felt the Lord encourage us, use that time to speak to them. Use that time to let the Lord speak through you and share his word, his goodness, and be, be ready to minister. There are so many capable, able ministers in this congregation that if you would allow yourself just to open and let the Lord flow through you, even in moments such as this, I believe he will do that. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you all. We love you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.